Ken McCoy, Ken McCoy Entertainment Company. This, 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 this is, is, this is, this is diversified, diversified game, game, game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey! It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you can scrap all the rules because the game that you're going to get, Ken McCoy, videographer, photographer, host, producer, philanthropist, and he doesn't have any of that on his profiles, uh, godly man, he doesn't have to tell you because his light will shine in a light full of entertainment where things are so dark. He is one of those bright lights that personally... When I was getting into this business, being paid to do it, I met Ken at the BET Awards, and he was the nicest person then, and he hasn't changed since. And what I mean, the nicest, we're at the BET Awards, and it's my first award show, and Ken, who everybody knew, and they're waving at, you know, Ken says, yeah, uh, ne- next we're going, next, ne- next we're going to the, the Oscars, and, you know, I do the Grammys, and as a young, as a young black man from Oakland, and then raised in the suburb of Concord, who didn't know anybody in the entertainment industry, Ken McCoy was a friend on day one, and anytime I've asked Ken for something, he sent me a reply, but most of our stuff was just, it, it was just, it, it just worked out. So today's interview, when Ken gives you this game, he's still giving the game to people. He's still helping kids and he's not doing it for the show. He's not doing it to be on Forbes or Black Enterprise. It's the God in him and it's who he is. And also I'll tell you, Ken, and you, 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 you don't know this, you'll never know. When I met you, I was dating my wife then. And you were one of those few men in our industry who had a wife. You know where I'm going with that. And I'm going to stop there because you don't see too many people married. And you don't see two people married to, uh-oh, I might say too much. But Ken McCoy, welcome to the show. How are you doing, brother? Man, I am well and I'm glad to be here. And I have seen you blossom. I, I, it is really, really funny. But I've seen you. I noticed you when I was in that room. And in my mind, I said, that young brother needs some some help because I saw how people were trying to brush you off. I saw it. I'm telling you, because I never had a chance to tell you. But I said, I don't do people that way. I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to leave that there. But I'm, I'm proud of you. I've been watching you travel and doing your thing uh, uh, globally uh, and, and, and watching you do your stuff with audio and video, your client base, things that you're putting together. And I'm proud. I just want to say I'm proud of you, man. I really really am. And it, this is not sugarcoating because I don't sugarcoat and do all that. I just I just want to be honest and, and, and say what I saw, what I noticed and what I'm proud of. And I thank you for seeing that, because even after that, you know, um, I had connected you with another mentor of ours who is in Ruston, Louisiana, who is no longer Pops, Kenny Lloyd. And, you know, that we're still here doing it. Um, I'm just like, this is the blessing in these crazy times, you know, not everybody is still here, but I I have to have you give the game on how did it start for you? Because it wasn't handed to you. And, and how have you just made, you know, 
this. I'm going to call it, you know, the, the empire because of the people you've connected with. Not even that the money that you've made, but, I, you know, and, and that you're still in Fresno, California. Well, and, and I got to go back and say, Pops, Kenny Lloyd. Oh, my gosh. That story. Let me just round it off for everybody. That If you don't know. Kellen introduced me to Pops. We call him Pops. His name is Kenny Lloyd. He was doing some technical uh, work for Ruston, Louisiana and, 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 and the Grambling University. And we connected over the phone and we talked over the phone for years in many productions, live, uh, getting his station licensed uh, internationally, then connecting it with Shout Out USA with a group of young people. And then I was honored to be able to go to Louisiana. And when I met him, we just hugged on the porch of this radio station. And that day they were telling me about, hey, you know, we're going to hook this up. We're going to hook up this station. And God knows I get an I get an email from BET and a call from BET that says Deborah Lee needed me to go live. Listen, I'm trying to tell the story. Deborah Lee needed me to go live with this announcement. And I, I had looked at their station. They still had cords everywhere. And I said, I don't care what you all have to do. I need to go live in 20 minutes. And they're going to be listening in Washington, D.C. So whatever you have to do. Listen, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. They were diving over stuff. This is in, in, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. At, at Shout Out USA, and they're diving over to try to plug stuff up. And believe it or not, we got it done. We got it recorded. It was live. And they called me back to say, great job. Deborah wants to see you in Las Vegas on the red carpet. So there, there was that story. But Pops and I did many, 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 many live broadcasts together. We talked about, we, I connected him with clients. And so Major, and I, I miss him dearly. His number's still in my phone. We used to talk about cooking all the time and laughing. Um, we've had some of his people I met up with in Hollywood at the BET experience. And I interviewed them on the spot at certain things. And I said, we just have to get it done. So anyway, I'm just thankful that, that Pops is dear to my heart, dear to my heart. So, amen, a amen, and 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 that just shows you how connections are. But how did you get connected in this business? That you know, most people don't last. Most people say, "Man, I had to go grab a job," and you know, and there's nothing wrong with the job, but that you get to live your purpose. How did it begin for you, and how have you kept it going? To be honest with you, it really began when I was a young young child because I knew that I was going to be somebody. Let me, I, I want the listeners to know, I don't brag, I don't do all that, but in my mind, I knew I was going to be somebody important. I knew I had an impact that I needed to, to, to embellish. I knew that I had to transfer some knowledge, but I also had morals and ethics along the way. And I've always lectured on morals and ethics because as you know, in the entertainment business, it's not always moral and then it's not always ethical. So um, wanting to be in that, when I was in high school, I was already, I guess you could say in the ninth grade, I was a dancer. I did Pop, lock, boogaloo, tick. I was also a black belt. So a lot of people, even now, only knew me for certain things. That's what they knew me for. 
I, I didn't hang out with a lot of people. I didn't have a lot of friends. That wasn't me. So that's where it, the entertainment value was kicking in right there. Okay. But I knew I wanted to be in the business. So as I looked at what was progressing, now I'm going to give you a name of a book. Some of you got to look it up. One of the names of a book, you got to do a lot of reading for yourself. And let me keep going. But the point of it is, is there was a book called The Entertainment Economy by Michael Wolf. That was the book that kind of matched up what was happening for the future of the entertainment business as you progressed. So being in the ninth grade, I, I, I was in martial arts. I taught martial arts in the, in, the, in the ninth grade going forward, all the way through being a senior, being a performing artist. That's how I met my wife, being a performing artist, okay? And we're still together. We're married, still married and happily. And so the point of that is, is, is in your heart, you have to kind of know that you're not going to tolerate riffraff. You're not going to tolerate things being late. You're not going to tolerate certain things. You have to just draw the line. If you saw the movie Enter the Dragon, when they wanted Bruce John Saxon to fight somebody, he said, there's a lot. He says, I told you there's a line that a man will not cross. So I just want everybody to kind of understand my mindset that I was fixed on doing my thing as an independent person. I was always independent as I progressed when I opened up one part of my company, my wife and I was at a store. I saw a book in a book bin. It says how to make money with your video camera. It was 99 cents. I said, babe, I'm buying that book. I don't know. I'm just going to buy the book. Well, long story short, when I bought the book, it was 99 cents. My first sale was $100 from the book. Second sale was $300. Third sale was $600 and I only spent five minutes. This is true as true can be. And then that, that part of it was that. Okay, on that, <laughs> on that. Um, and it's amazing because I got my start in video production in high school. I walked into a class and I, it looked like a TV studio to me. And I said, I'm pushing a button. The guy goes, you wanna, you wanna push those buttons? I said, yes. So I went over, I wasn't even going to the school yet. I'm pushing buttons and I, long story short, I became the director without taking the class. I became the director and the switcher. So I was able to go from camera one to camera two. I could do commercials, scripts in my mind to draw it out and say, this is the way you want to do it. So that's what got me in that area of, of the business. And then in terms of motivational speaking, I've always been that because I did not grow up with a silver spoon. I grew up, my dad was a single parent. My mom died when I was five. I was a foster child for seven years. So yes, I had to deal with some things mentally that could not show up in my daily going to school stuff. So at that time, there was no, oh, you, your parents got to come pick you up. There, uh, oh, your dad's got to drive you over here. There was none of that parent-teacher conference stuff. Did not happen. You dealt with what you had to do. You got the grades that were expected of you. And then your report card better be what it should be. Done deal. So, I, so I, I mentally as you would say, you have to mentally be prepared for what you want. I decided in the seventh grade, I said, no more bees. I decided in the seventh grade, no more bees. That's what I decided. I, nobody came to me and was talking to me about it. Just something that I decided to do. That was me. That was my thing. So with the mentality, and then when you, when you're talking about Hollywood, I've always been a, um, 
a fan of Hollywood in this sense. So when I, in the video production class that I was in, coincidentally, when I just got in class, the guy goes, oh, by the way, we're going to Hollywood, uh, whatever, next month, would you want to go? I almost cried. I went to my dad, I'm going, dad, I'm not even in this class, but they're going to Hollywood, dad. I've been thinking about Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. Went, listen, I, I, I just leave this alone. I went to Hollywood and I had a chance to perform. A lot of people don't know this, but I had a chance to perform for like six gong show audiences. So yes, I did meet Chuck Berry, Johnny Paycheck. I'm miming. I mimed with no makeup. This is another story people don't know. Anyway, so I mimed with no makeup. I did that in Hollywood. I got a, I got a, at that time, a novelty newspaper that said, Ken McCoy, a new star in Hollywood. And listen, this is what I want to say. Okay, because you never know the things that you do, how it impacts the people that watch you. I bought this fake newspaper and I had it up on my wall. And my dad at that time walked into my room and he looked up and he thought it was real. He said, son, and he lit up on his face. He says, you made it. And it brought tears to my heart that he noticed that. And so my room was upstairs. So consequently, listen, I'm just trying to give it to you. Consequently. At that same spot, weeks later, he said he was busy, single parent, truck driver. He said, son, learn to provide for yourself. And in my mind, my dad was telling me, go into business for yourself so you don't have to look for a job. And I appreciated that knowledge because he worked for himself. So I saw he worked, he drove trucks, he had his own rig, no debt. Listen, no debt. So consequently, when I started my company, there was no debt because I didn't want, you know, I heard a lot of people in the production industry losing because you went out and bought a $8,000 thing and you leased it. And then you had to turn around and hustle the wrong way to make it pay for itself. So, uh, so I expanded from video production. I owned that part of it. I owned part of my speaking engagement. Uh, presentations for young people because that's always been my passion on that level as far as producing radio I did a lot with pops with Louisiana we founded the uh, black radio network out in Louisiana with uh, Shreveport and all Texas that area Atlanta so as that progressed I ended up covering a lot of the major award shows in Atlanta in New York, in San Francisco, the Grammys, the Oscars, the billboards, the uh, you name it, I pretty much covered it. But I, I, I tell people I'm very humble. I don't, I don't brag, I don't ask for autographs. I, I, I've been around so many celebrities, but let me say this before I get to your next question. Folks, yes, I don't care that you're wearing a tuxedo, okay, out there and you, you're, you're moral and ethical, you still are going to be discriminated against. And I have so many stories of that. But I also have stories that if you're in the right place, right time with the right attitude, certain celebrities will allow you to come to places. They will invite you to things that somebody's right next to you and they, they won't say a word to them. So I've been there. My family always knows where I'm traveling to. They know my hotels. And a lot of times I'll say, stay in the hotel. I got to be at the, at the, at the, whoa, whoa, whoa. Matter of fact, I remember I took my son, my son was a baby at the time. My son and my wife, we went to, I think, uh, Century City, went to the went to the pier, went to eat. And I was there to cover all of these major celebrities, Muhammad Ali, Jamie Foxx, Snoop Dogg, all that, right? All these people, Sugar Ray Leonard. So I'm there at Century City. My hotel was across the street. I said, babe, I'm walking across the street. I'm doing this thing. I went over across the street. I'm doing this thing. 
after I'm done, I'm going like, wow, I was with Muhammad Ali, Snoop Dogg, da, 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 da. And then I get a call from BT going like, hey, Kim, we don't see your name on the thing. We need you at BT first thing in the morning. Oh, okay. I, and I just came down for this. And so anyway, my point to you folks, and I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to get to his next question. My business mindset was also founded on faith, not fear. And this is so true. Look up Hebrews 11 and 1. It's still in my AOL profile because I didn't want somebody thinking I did it on my own accord. And that's always been my my backbone. So if that was my backbone, I would pray about everything that that I would want to do because I learned that sometimes in doing the business, you got beside yourself and you thought it was just you. And then so you got excited and you told people you were going to do it. And then all of a sudden something happened and you didn't do it. And then you really, you laughed because you realized why you said, I, I didn't, I didn't put God first. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't acknowledge God. And before I went to the thing. Mm. So anyway, I'm going to let you do your next question. Yeah, no, that that's, that's all good game. And I don't know, you know, folks really understand the uh, attack on marriage just generally, but when you're in the entertainment industry, it's just, I mean, it's in and out. Um, and so how, I want to go even outside of the business. How have you kept your marriage, you know, together and, and got your family involved in the business? <laughs> my <laughs> first off, my wife is my pride and joy. We've been together. I don't know now, 46 years. We, we, uh, my wife was the Janet Jackson dance alike, look alike winner. Um, but I've, I'm not one to play games when it comes to relationships. I'm not one to run around. I'm not one to not have that family value. I, I'm a peace person. I want peace here because when I got peace here, I got peace here. See, a lot of people, I don't deal with all that arguing, throwing lamps and no, we don't do, we don't do that. But at the same time, she is my pride. See, I'm bound biblically, but I'm bound lovingly. That's my wife. So that's my, that's my half. So we have, listen, for years, we would go to the store and talk about each other and laugh down the thing. And people would go, oh, your sister, you and your sister. I said, no, that's not my sister. That's my wife because of our relationship. And, 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 and she gave me three beautiful kids and we have six beautiful grandkids. And so we're thankful and we take time to stop and talk about these things. It's not like we don't take that lightly because listen, 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 there are attacks on the black marriage, major attacks from things you see and things you don't see. So things could come up and try to pull you apart and distract you or or negate you, but you have to be firm in your belief and you have to, like they say, pray together so you can stay together. Put aside your feelings for a minute. Put aside your feelings for a minute and Bring God in there and say, Lord, you know, just help me make these decisions. You cannot do it by yourself. So I'm just trying to, trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to 
share that because oh, I'm gonna let you preach that because I don't know if you know, you know, I, I, I'm representing consultant. Uh, I'm a consultant and I'm, you know, on these YouTube streets and all this craziness and people are saying what a high value man is. But Ken McCoy is what a high value man is. 46 years of marriage and having your life together. Man, I just <laughs> I got it. Well, we would we, we've been married 37. We get this mix up every year, but uh, we've been married about 37 years. And so we danced and knew each other seven and a half, eight years before that. And that story is a story by itself. But anyway, but the point of it is, the point of it is, is that how bad do people want what they talk about that they want? How bad? How, I mean, honestly, and, and I'm not one to 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 squander that mindset. I'm really not. So if you saw me on the street and I am the way that I'm talking to you right now to anybody and anything that I deal with, here's what I also appreciate is autonomy. If I have a client and the client says, hey, this is what you do, then I say, since you paid me to do what I do, I don't want you micromanaging me. Mm-hmm. So I, this is a statement and a platform that I put out. I don't want your Susie to come behind me and check on me. No, don't do that. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to check in with you when you're getting ready to get your gear out. No, don't check on me. Don't do that. Because that that doesn't sit well with me. So I, I have to be very clear about that because otherwise people will do it to put you in a place like, the, well, hey, hey, everybody over here, watch me put him in his place. No, 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 no. Uh, don't get, don't take my kindness for a weakness. Okay. There's a way that I know that I'm effective. And I tell my wife, and we talk about this for me to be affected, to be, to be effective, I have to focus. So usually before I do any project, I will kind of map it out and I will kind of see it and I'll say, okay, here's how this is going to work. That's, that's something that I do. Um, uh, that for me, when my wife gets to travel with me and if she's not working with me, I said, babe, enjoy the hotel, call room service, enjoy it. Sometimes she goes, sometimes she doesn't go. And, but she at least knows what I am working on. So hope that helps somebody. No, yeah, it's going to help because you can't get this. I mean, you have to find this mentorship out. There's no class at any school that will tell you, you can tell a client no. And I know I preach and teach that all day, but how far does it go? So to have, you know, folks who are even more seasoned, more experienced to be able to tell, no, you can say no. How do you say no to a client that's paying you and paying you exactly what you ask? And that that is the funny thing because, oh man, you opened up something. But there are times you say, you have to tell people your boundaries because here's my big thing. If you don't communicate it, how will they know? How will they know? So I don't like in front of people. If they, I, I tell anybody that I work, that, that I hire, if there's an issue in the production in front of people, just look at me and shake your head like this. That tells me that there's something wrong that I need to fix in this while we're there in production. Don't say nothing out loud. Don't say, hey, I missed that shot when she was coming this way. Don't say it. I'm going to come to you when you look at me like this and tell me, Mm-mm. then that tells me something's wrong that I need to address while we're there. Because you can, if you're doing video, you can always have them walk back by for B-roll. 
if the person's there and you cut off in the interview, you could say, I needed to ask you that one more question about blah, blah. And, and you make sure you get that soundbite because they're right there. You don't want them to leave that premise uh, without getting that answer. So you, when you tell them no, when you have boundaries, you have to say, who's authorizing this? And I need an authorization number. So mm. you, don't, you don't get it twisted by thinking you're going to be doing people favors. You, they, they don't do that like that. Not like that. You don't do that. Okay. You do a favor because you wanted to do a favor because here's the other side of the business. You know, I learned that when I gave a discount because I had a heart for something, oh, oh, we couldn't afford this. We couldn't. Oh, so we, oh, okay. So I'll go in and no more. Nope. Nope. I have noticed Every time I gave a discount, that became the worst client situation ever. When I didn't give a discount, they paid you up front and kept going. You're going like, wait, my, the, what? I, what? So it's your presentation. You just say, because here's the deal. If I wanted to do a discount, listen to me carefully. I could give you something extra without you asking for it. So we have to learn those things like that instead of just gimme, gimme, gimme. No, this is not that because my mortgage doesn't discount. <laughs> and, and, and that's so crazy because you'll have someone pull up in a $100,000 car, a $1,000 plus outfit and tell you what they don't have. So I definitely agree with that. But that leads me to my next question, because this game, you really need to almost have a course for this because there's so many different scenarios. And I mean, you, you're the perfect person to be able to do that. So do you have an academy or, you know, maybe your community give back is teaching people this? And I'll ask you to what your community give back is now. That's my signature question. You know, you know what I, I, one of the things, well, when I get to lecture, I tell them up front what I need, what technology that I need there. And I, I asked them to shut the door because I said, I'm going to be real. I have this much time and I'm going to be real about what I'm trying to explain to you. And I'm going to suggest that you write these things down or record the meeting. I said, I do that because of the fact that I'm pouring into you and I, and I don't want you to miss a beat, especially if you're trying to go to another level. See, the whole thing is, is you have to think beyond the level you want to go to next. You really do. So when you talk about academic and academia, when I do life coaching sessions for people and, and I take people that have been on the inside that are trying to get their life turned around, you speak positivity to these people with the can-do attitude and a checklist. Please hear what I'm saying. Because I could tell you this, but if you're not holding yourself accountable to those checkpoints, we're wasting time. And I have many, 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 many stories about people that that came out. They came out and they said, I said, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go over to the computer and I want you to blah, 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 blah. And this guy looked at me and says, no, no, from where I'm from, we don't do that. I said, I hear you. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go ahead and <laughs> before I knew it, this is a true story. This young man was the fastest typer I had, but the biggest part of it was when one day he comes to this site where I had a contract. He said, look at me, Mr. McCoy. He said, I'm dressed like you. He said, the only thing I don't have on is a tie. And he says, I'm getting married today. And I, 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 
that was the one of the proudest days I've ever had. Because this guy, when you if you looked at him, you would prejudge him because he had a tattoo on the side of his face. Mm-hmm. You would prejudge him. But I said, this young man, and I, I told him, and he ended up bringing me back a picture of him standing up there getting, getting married and stuff. But the point of this, these are the stories that I see, but it's accountability. It's accountability. So when you talk about uh, training, for the last 13 years, I have put on a red carpet event for young people for 13 years. And let me just say this, COVID is not going to stop me from this year. We moved the date, but we're going to have it. So it's been something that we started out when we first started. We started with four people in a piece of red paper. And we said, you're the celebrity, you're the celebrity. Because I wanted to bring some of that Hollywood look to these young people. And it, it expand all, expanded all the way to up to 150 people. And we added their families and the red carpet. I think we bought six red carpets, stanchions. We've had the media. It's been all over. It's been all over. And we and then but we started it with no money and we still pay for it ourselves, really. And the point of that is, is we just go to people saying this is what we're doing for young people. We're not trying to get tons of money to do anything else. We don't have time for that. We want these young people to walk this carpet. You applaud. Give them that attention so that they feel self-esteem and they can parlay that off to the rest of their family and it's circular and that 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 is what that's about and so with the my family my family's always been producers my my wife my daughter uh my my daughter my son my youngest my oldest son has worked the red carpet with me he did my son oldest son did the did the oscars with me one year proud day for daddy and then he did the bet awards with me several times matter of fact he was the one to tell me that michael jordan was coming on the carpet he just said jordan and he hung up the phone and i knew what that meant <laughs> you don't have time <laughs> so that, i hope that answers your <laughs> I, you no it, it answers my my question and you know how have you kept your relationships with the talent. Like I said in the beginning, I've seen celebrities mention you, you know, by name. They they know you. They remember you. But you are you've also not, you know, you don't have any Michael Jackson um, blanket pictures, you know, because um, you're stalking him like TMZ, you know, does. Or you know, catching somebody in an act where it might make you a lot of money because someone will pay for it. But that's not the type of um, you know person you are. So how have you kept those relationships? Because a lot of folks, you know, if they have a famous friend, they oh, am I famous friend? And everything is about that famous friend or their connection and their name dropping, which to me is annoying as heck. Because these are just people dealing with the same stuff we're dealing with. You remember I mentioned boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm right with somebody and I don't ask for autographs. I don't ask for, hey, let's do this real quick picture. Nobody knows because then you're crossing the line as a media uh, uh, person. You're cro- honestly, you're crossing the line because now you're closer to them than the public can be and you're asking for favor. And I've had Michael Buble take my picture at the Mr. Chow's post Oscar party. Um, I've had uh, a lot of different celebrities ask me to do things while we're there and not crossing their line either. 
Um, and but the point of it is, is knowing your boundaries and not crossing that line to make people uncomfortable. Because it's almost like, why don't you go over there with the with the folks, you know? And so you don't morals and ethics means you don't cross the line. You, you just don't. And and I, it's paid me uh, to not and to be a genuinely nice person. A lot of times, like you said before, this this there are rules to capturing images. There are rules to capturing video. There are times that you could film. There are times you can't film. There are times you shouldn't film. And there are certain people that skate the line. I I sleep at night, so I don't want to skate the line. There's enough money out there for everybody if you're doing it the right way. And so I don't, I, I don't, um, I don't like to think of myself as crossing that line. Uh, a lot of people stand in, they have a bad mouth. They cuss a lot in front of people. And it's just like, you know, and your mouth off. And I'm just not, I tell people I'm not with them. I'm not with them. That's crazy. So. So for the person out there who says, you know, I really want to get into behind the scenes, they, they are talented, but a lot of folks, you know, whether they're YouTubers or, you know, photographers, videographers, they think, you know what I need? I need that camera, MK. BHD, the red camera. I need that to make it. Can you talk about on what camera you started with? Was it the school camera in college? And and then, you know, what does a photographer or a videographer or an influencer really need? Because I, I have a feeling it's not about the camera. It's not about all the microphone. You know, it's about how you work. When I first went to Washington, D.C. while I was in high school, I, I, I did the business for the yearbook. I didn't know anything about laying out the pages and all. That wasn't me. I did the business ad part and I ran that part. So when I found out I was going to Washington, D.C., I went to the yearbook teacher and said, Mr. Yearbook teacher's name is Howard Hobbs. I said, Mr. Hobbs, can I borrow a camera? I'm going to Washington, D.C. I need to borrow a camera. He gave me a Minolta film camera. I said, do you have, and this is what I said to him, a roll of film. He gave me 20 rolls of film. I said, all I need to know now is how to load it. Just one time. Show me one time. It was over. So that changed my life. So subsequent to that, I've been to Washington, D.C. lecturing about photography for colleges and high school media conferences uh, to Washington, D.C. I've gone back five times and it's just an honor for me each time. And of course, uh, twice, two of the times I went back to lecture President Obama was the president and he was literally at home when I stopped by the White House. Um, so just in my heart, I'll never, ever forget that. And then um, so when you talk about camera and gear, it's the camera that you have going out buying a sweet baby. We used to call your cameras sweet babies. And I, of course, when I taught classes on it and I said, OK, you got to take your sweet baby and they would laugh and all that kind of stuff. But you got to be ready with it. You got to have a backup for it. You don't have to have the newest because usually the quality that you're shooting is so high. You have to go back and, and, and edit down the images that they weren't paying you for that time. So you had to use the camera at the time that respected the status quo. You didn't need most of the time for publications. They don't need the higher res images. So if you're shooting at a high resolution and you got to turn right around and edit it down, that's extra time that you're not getting paid for. So I personally do not sit and shoot an event and run it through Photoshop. Sorry, 
I got to shoot it the way it is. And I should be doing it right. Checking my lights and stuff and bracketing that some photographers or videographers don't know about. So you cause relationship issues because you're spending too much time doing something that had you got there a day before to check out the lighting at the time you're doing your event, then you would have said, okay, at four o'clock, there's going to be some shadows here. I don't want to be there to have to deal with that in post-production. So uh, camera wise, people are now using, I have a client right now that still uses images from my cell phone right today. I don't, he, they said, shoot it, send it. Shoot the video, send it. I get breaking news. They said, go. Matter of fact, I went to another place one time. I had my iPad and Bill Clinton was speaking and I'm paying attention to the scene. I have too many photo stories, but anyway, <laughs> he laughing. But I'm filming the scene and I noticed Secret Service moved. And I said, oh yeah, I've seen that before. So I left the building and went around to the side. Yep, conscious was right. Bill Clinton was coming out of this door shortly. So I got into a spot where it was like literally perfect. So I'm filming it with my iPad because a client wanted it and, and I, I pitched it and sold it. So the other part of this is you learn communication is key, okay? So you do have to be able to pitch yourself without a long drawn out dissertation. So there's another lesson for you. Well, you, you got them all, and I'm not going to give the folks a game overload because what I want them to do is to know what's new with you and how they can tap in. Because, again, when I met you, I believe that was the first BET Awards in 2001, and we only went for um, for that magazine, you know, uh, maybe a couple times, a few times. That's right. Because then, it, because then it started to change, and they weren't as nice with the interviews. That's right. And That's we're, right. Yeah. We're like, what's going on? Like we can't get one on ones anymore unless nope. you're, you yep. know, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, and so like, what's what's going on with you now? Now that things have changed, and now you can monetize whatever you shoot, and you don't have to ask permission. And you know, YouTube is blown up to allows people like me to still be in this business and consult and you know work with influencers. What's going on with Ken McCoy and how can the people tap in? I, people, uh, <laughs> I personally, I just expanded what I was doing. Ooh, you see, you're messing up. You, 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 you're messing up. You're messing up. Cause you may, I gotta say this. I gotta say this folks, listen to me. I'm going to say this and then I can get back to that. But you have to look up the prayer of Jabez folks. Okay. The prayer of Jabez is broken down in five parts. And it's only mentioned one time in the Bible. It says, Lord, bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. May your hand be with me to keep me from evil so that it may not grieve me. When I tell people to say that prayer of Jabez, I said, if you're going to say that prayer and you believe in it, you better keep your baskets ready. The point of that is, is you're, you're praying that your territory is expanded to do more for other people. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. It's not about the money. If you're good at what you do, the money will come. You don't have to sit there and just be sitting there at it. Trust me when I tell you this. I, I'm only saying it because what happens is you get caught up the wrong way. Then that's all you're chasing. 
I'm being very honest. I remember the night I was doing something for Chris Brown's company and Chris Brown on Melrose Avenue. And my wife had a chance to go with me. I said, babe, I want you to go. So we were filming and, and, and long story short, that night I was with Damon John, Chris Brown, Chris Brown's mom, uh, too short. We're talking just, just right here, right here. There was no long drawn out stuff. So in there, I'm seeing some cans that I wanted to shoot for stock. And I said, that's a nice shot. The light's hitting, right? I want to shoot it for stock. Honestly, I, had, I already shot it. A guy walks up to me, taps me on the shoulder, slips me a hand of cash. I said, can you get the picture of those cans from me right there? I'm one of the sponsors here. And I'm going like, in my mind, I'm saying, I already got it. I already shot that. But I'm saying, okay, no problem, guy. So I ended up shooting it again. I went over to my wife and I gave her the cash and the babe. He just gave me a Presbyterian handshake to do this. And, and she kind of peeked at it to see how much it was. I'm just saying, this is so true. You don't have to be um, pushy. You don't have to be a jerk. Um, because I've seen people get contracts that talk themselves right out of it. Negative attitudes. I, I, I did. I saw a lady get a contract from Hulk, from, from, Oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, uh, uh. He played the Incredible Hulk. Um, oh, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno, his whole family was standing in front of me. Somebody comes up and they whisper to her going, hey, I'll give you, I'll, I'll get you their merchandising shoot. You get to stay at the house for a week. The, the lady's attitude was so bad. I, 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 I just stayed away because it was just, I don't like being around people with those bad attitudes like that. So the point that I want to make to you, you know, in doing business just remember, you know, there are good things that could come your way if you had the right mindset. And if you're ready, if you're ready, don't get to the thing to say, let me get ready. So when you talk about now what what's expanded, I've been doing the Ken McCoy Entertainment Report for I don't know how many years. And I just expanded it with the distribution. So if you look up online, if you look up the Ken McCoy Entertainment Report, you will see that it's on iHeartRadio. It's on Spotify, Apple, all that. So you will see that, of course. Um, if you look at imagery, copyright, I own my photos around the world. So I still have that expansion. I have also created curriculum and video training and audio training for certain private clients that now um, because of COVID, it's expanded other contracts where I do and manage and produce webinars on a weekly basis. So um, yes, and, and, and so I, if you Google me, you will see Ken McCoy, Ken McCoy Entertainment Report, it's everywhere. And I'm thankful that it's everywhere because people listen. I, um, one of the other fun things that you may see also that people follow me for is my food, my food images. So th those are out there too. And I ran into somebody, honest to God, yesterday that said my wife showed me, your, his wife showed him some of my food. I said, well, I didn't even know you were looking at it. Why didn't you like it? He said, because I wasn't eating any. That's how he <laughs> felt. I just listen. I just learned this yesterday because I see people that don't do nothing on social media. They won't click like, but then when I'll see them in public, they will, they will bring it up. And he said, yeah, because the last time you, you had some wings, I only had one little wing that you gave me. He was acting like it was just him. So 
it's just funny. So those are things that, that kind of happen that, that keeps it human. I do that to keep things human because I am, yes, I'm busy and I have family and I'm big on family. So um, I, I don't have a lot of time for riffraff. I don't do that, a lot of that stuff. I, I need you to explain to the people because that situation that you've explained you know, there's people who are doing a lot to be known, to be famous, to be seen, I'll say. And I tell people, you know, the same thing. I'm not the guy that is going to have a thousand likes even on every picture. I'm just not. But when people see me, they say, Kellen, I saw you took your family to Iceland or, or Malta. You guys have been traveling. And so you saw it. You didn't comment. But then when you saw the puppy or the, you know, the, the woman on the beach, you made sure to make a comment. Right. Um, but you don't give me that same love. What do you think that is in people for certain you know, folks like us who are just doing the work and we don't need the accolades like Paul Mooney. We don't need to be, you know, famous, but we can be behind the scenes with someone like the Richard Pryors and be working that stuff out. What is that? People, people are always going to be people. There are people that a lot of times they say, be careful who you want on your ship because everybody doesn't want to see you go down the river the right way. So they will knock your ship over. They want to be the captain. They don't want you to be the captain of your own ship. So people are very fickle sometimes. So if you're trying to people please, it's not going to help you at all. I, you're trying to please all these people. They can't even, you know, get along under a tent for a picnic. So just you can't be people pleasing. You got to do your thing and stay in your lane. And the bottom line is, is any of them paying your mortgage or your bills? Are, are you are you paying my bills? Are you paying my bills? Are you paying my bills? Oh, so, so since you're not paying my bills, your little yip yip and cutting and cutting it with me. So I don't need to even engage in that. Okay, okay, and and you know I I love it. I don't want to give the folks a game overload like I had mentioned before, but I also want to talk to Ken off air on things that we could never post and talk about because it would just be. You know, it's, it's private. So you guys make sure you look in the description box, connect with Ken McCoy. There's so much out there. And if you need any help reaching out to him, holler at me, especially if you have, you know, some great idea and you have his um, retainer oh. ready. Oh, yeah. OK. He said an idea. Let me be clear on this one, folks. Do not go give out your ideas to people without a signed confidentiality statement, okay? I don't care who it is, okay? In this time right now, there's an, in the news, of course, is uh, uh, YouTube just paid $4 billion back to musicians, which is a billion more than they did the previous year because of the rights. So be careful of the rights, that are going out. On my entertainment report, I don't do gossip. So if you look up the Kim Corey Entertainment Report, it's not gossip. And it's heard all the way over in Saudi Arabia. I've talked to people over there and they listen and they tell me they listen because they tell me what I say on the show. So what I'm saying is I, I do that for a reason. My wife originally drew a, drew a design. I, we're talking about it now because I, I got to find this design she did. She said, babe, you ought to tell people what's going on in Hollywood. You know all this. I said, yeah. So she drew the scene. Kim McCoy, what's up in Hollywood? Like a question. So we're looking for the original artwork because that that propelled the radio program to kick off on a global platform. 
And I've always tried to share, Kellen, since I've met you, I've tried to tell people that there are certain movements that they can get in on while it was early. And I would see them a month later or two or three months later. And I said, did you, did you check into what I told you about? And this is when it was free. I told them for free. Did they check into it? Uh -uh. It's not my fault. You guys is lost, but get the game now. Check the links in the description box and make sure if you do nothing else, share this game because this will really bless somebody. You guys be blessed. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Have you ever been curious about visiting Africa? Which African country were you interested in? Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, South Africa, Ethiopia. Which country are you interested in? My good friend, Kellen Cash Coleman, came up with a course called My First Trip to Africa that'll guide you through this process. It's only $20, and in this course, you'll learn about passports, visas, vaccinations that you need before you go there, as well as a budget, uh, how much the trip is gonna cost. He also talks about what you should pack, uh, what you should take with you, how you should travel on a budget. Did you know that 100 US dollars is worth a 1,000 South African rand and over 10,000 Kenyan shillings? So imagine what you can do with $100 back home. I say back home because I'm from Sudan, I'm African. I already know how it's like. I know that, you know, when you convert Canadian and American money, it goes a long way when you're traveling across Africa. So if you're curious, um, if, if Africa is a place that you've always wanted to go, always wanted to move there, Kellen Cash is the person to ask. Check out the course. There's a little preview you can listen to. Um, before you actually purchase it. If you're interested in this course, visit www.diversifiedgame.com. Don't miss out. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.